approximately a quarter of small businesses began with no financing whatsoever. According to smallbizgenius.net. Girl Dawn with research shows, and today we have Camp Cleveland. So, how you doing today? Peace, Queen. I'm doing good. I want to thank you for allowing me on your platform. Truly appreciate you. No problem. Glad you you actually came. I really appreciate that. So, I'm gonna give this intro. He is a historian, activist, genealogist, student of middle child education, and an independent hip hop artist. That is amazing. So I just want to um, say I, I just listened to his song called Do Revolutionaries Go to Heaven? It was nice. <laughs> so I want you to tell us a little bit about that song. And then also, if you could give me a little information about I've read something about the tours to Africa every year. If you could describe what that's about as well. Oh, OK. Um, yeah, the song uh, Do Revolutionaries Go to Heaven? It was a song that I um, wrote while I was living in South Africa. So this was last year during the lockdown. I was uh, living in Johannesburg and I stayed in a neighborhood called Mabo Nang. It's an art district. Um, it's a very unique place. A lot of um, artists, painters, dancers, photographers, musicians and producers and singers live in this neighborhood. And it's a very... Um, a very beautiful place. It's a lot of artwork, a lot of paintings of different um, black freedom fighters, you know, like Malcolm X and Marcus Garvey and Nelson Mandela, uh, Harriet Tubman, Asada Shakur, you know, different people. And when I would walk back and forth to the stores, I would look at these paintings and it inspired me to write the song, The Revolutionaries Go to Heaven. So fortunately, I was able to write the song record the song and also shoot a music video um during the lockdown was the music video shot in africa yes oh wow it, it was done very nicely thank you thank you so what is what are the tours that i was reading about that you um conduct in africa every year it says you um do something in africa every year yeah um I've been to almost 20 African countries and I've been to almost 70 countries around the world. So each year I do group tours to Africa. So we have seven tours available, Ghana, Egypt, Ethiopia, Kenya, South Africa, Cape Verde, Senegal. So we go all around the continent. So if anyone is interested, if they would like to travel to Africa, um, they're more than welcome. Um, I take middle school students, high school students, college students, young adults, elders. Um, it's, it's a very life-changing experience. Yeah, I can imagine. I would love to do something like that. So we're going to jump right into this. Um, what made you like start the business? So it's a whole lot of different titles I just gave. So what is your inspiration? What made you start all of this? Um, I mean, a lot of this started when I was young. It started from my family. My mom, she was a bus driver. She used to drive to Greyhound. So she used to take us to different places, you know, New York, Chicago, Cincinnati, and we would ride with her. So that's where I developed the love for traveling. Okay. And then, um, I guess, uh, what inspired you to even want to be a hip hop artist in that, um, genre? 
Um, I always loved hip hop. I grew up on hip hop. I had older brothers and my father. They used to play records, so I kind of grew up. You know, I was born in the '80s, so I remember hearing Slick Rick and N.W.A. and the Ghetto Boys and Public Enemy and different groups like that. So I always was inspired um, by hip hop, but I didn't really start writing my own raps until I was about 15. So I'm from Cleveland. And that was around the time when, you know, Bone Thugs was, was out. They was real big. They was doing something for Tupac and Biggie. So right. it made it more, you know, it made it more realistic. And you, you know, you have people from where you from, you know, and they able to make it big. So. Right. It's like inspiring. Definitely. So how has the, the pandemic affected all of what you do if it has affected it? If, has it affected it in a positive way or a negative way or both? Um, Both negative and positive. I mean, you know, obviously everybody's lives is different now, you know, but it's motivating right. and you got to just be innovative and creative and find ways to do the things that you love to do, you know, and to make money and to conduct your business. So things have been a little bit slower, but I've been able to spend more time on other things, you know, reading and writing and, you know, doing more podcasts and radio interviews. You know. Right. It does allow for that. <laughs> I will say that. So um, let me see. Um, your five year goals. If you could, you know, your wildest dreams in the next five years, what would you see for yourself? Oh, okay. Wow. Five years, I would like <laughs> to own some land. I would like to be producing my own food. Um, I would definitely like to be living in Africa. Mm-hmm. And that's, a, that's about it. You know? That's cool. I like that. With the land, that's excellent because that's power. <laughs> you own land, you could do some stuff. Absolutely. That's excellent. And then let me see. Oh yeah, advice for anybody. Like all the titles that I mentioned, historian, activist, genealogist, um, hip hop artist, anybody who will want to follow behind you and do what you do in order to, um, you know, get to where you at. What kind of advice would you give them if they want to do anything that you're doing right now? Um, I would say you got to be consistent. You got to work on what you want to do, your purpose. You got to do this daily. You know, it's going to take some time. Um, things not going to always go right. You got to stay motivated, uh, constantly educate yourself and, you know, remain creative and innovative and doing the things that you love to do. You know what I'm saying? If you plan on doing something for the rest of your life, if you love it, you know, you're not going to give up on it and it's not going to be easy. But I believe you can do anything you want to do. You know, you just it starts with the mind. So you have to have a. You know, like a global perspective. You got to think outside the box and, you know, try to surround yourself with positive people, like-minded people that will support you and motivate you as well. Right. That's excellent. And especially the part that you were speaking about had to do with having passion for what you're doing because that's what drives you a lot of times, especially in um, being an entrepreneur. Um, and then I want you to speak a little bit on your, I saw a book the is that am i correct in saying there was a book um the Af what was it the black nationalist party for self-defense was that your book i believe yes, i wrote a yeah um I just yeah tell us book. about that tell us oh, okay um 
I wrote a book. It's called The Afro Set. So the Afro Set, they were a black power organization in the 1960s in the city of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, my family is from Cleveland. My family is from Huff. So my mom's brother, he started the Afro Set. So Afro is short for African. So his organization was um, at the forefront of bringing African history and African culture and African language to the city of Cleveland. So they opened up these shops and they would sell Afrocentric items like dashikis, necklaces, earrings, drums, pottery, uh, masks, you know, different things like that. But they also had a lot of social programs. They had uh, breakfast programs, lunch programs. They had a nursery. They had educational classes. They would teach economics, drug awareness, um, different things like that. They did a lot of community policing. You know, if pimps came into the neighborhood, they would run them out. If drug dealers came into the neighborhood, they would run them out. When the police came into the community and, you know, they were attacking the people in the community, they would confront them. So it's a it's a very exciting book. It's a lot of shootouts, rebellions and uprisings. Right. And that's um it's really intriguing, especially upon watching this movie that just came out with um uh Judas, that one. You know, oh, yeah, because the Black absolutely because um and I'm glad you wrote something like this because it's too often uh in my opinion it's easy to spread whisper campaigns and demonize somebody when you see what they're doing that's actually positive, you know. And what you spoke on with the breakfast programs and all these different things, a lot of people don't know this about the Black Panther Party. They just automatically assume negativity. Um, myself included. The way I was brought up, you know, and um, not to speak bad about my parents, and I won't, but I automatically thought negativity when it came to the Black Panther Party. I had no idea until I grew up and was researching, you know, mm -hmm. so that's the importance of people um, making movies and authors like yourself bringing awareness to this because people have people of all different backgrounds had no idea of what the Black Panther Party was doing so this is excellent I'm really glad that you did something like that thank you I really appreciate it yes so we gonna wrap this up I want you to give everybody your dot com speak real clearly for me if we can find you on Instagram whatever you want to say YouTube this is your shot go ahead and let me know let everybody know where they can find you at oh, okay definitely if anybody have any questions about the tours to Africa if they want to um, purchase the book if they need you know to contact me I'm on social media I'm on Facebook TikTok Instagram YouTube and my title is Camp Cleveland C-A-M-P Cleveland also I have a website campcleveland.org thank you so much I really appreciate you giving me your time today oh thank you it's an honor okay you have a wonderful day alright take care okay if you would like to be a guest on our podcast please head over to didmakeyousmile.com that's didmakeyousmile.com and fill out the online questionnaire and we will get back with you thank you